Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. I just uh, looking at the news, and uh, this just came over the feed. And I know that many of you in the audience have followed this case. I know Brian uh, was a big part of it. The uh, the Bundy case, where the federal government uh, sued Cliven Bundy, his family, uh, and took him to court on several occasions. And the the last time, the the case being heard in Las Vegas, I was fortunate enough to to sit in and watch. And I was there when. Uh, the government was caught with his hand in the cookie jar. They didn't turn over evidence that they were under an ethical and legal obligation to turn over. And because of their failure to do that, and remember, while this is happening, I mean, this family is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in court fees. While the government just says, yeah, we have this information, but uh, what are the chances they'll find out? Well, they did. Why? Because there was a whistleblower in Idaho who said, this isn't right. So Ammon Bundy just announced uh, on his Facebook page that the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals affirmed Judge Navarro's ruling uh, dismissing uh, their case. So if you've been following that case, uh, it looks like that, uh, that litigation, which has consumed years of their lives is over. I, I guess the government could always appeal it to the Supreme Court, uh, but the appellate court for the Ninth Circuit said, yes, the government, you did hide evidence. You had an obligation to turn that, o- that evidence over. You didn't, and thereby prejudicing the constitutional rights of this family. So I wanted to share that with you. Uh, just one other thing I want to talk about. We have Jim Sano on hold. I want to talk about uh, real quick and get Jim's thoughts on this before we bring him on. In Seattle, you had a mayor who allowed her city to be attacked, destroyed, burned. She didn't do anything. They occupied six city blocks. She sat on her hands. It wasn't until they showed up at her home. And then the very next day, she said, you know what? This whole occupied Chaz area, it's got to go. Now we have the chief of police because the, the rioters, they have now showed up at the chief of police, her home in Seattle. Now she's come out and said, the city council, they have to do something to protect elected people and uh, government employees. And I heard that and, and I was stunned. Where was the mayor and where was the chief of police when private businesses were being burned to the ground? Where were these fo- – now, to her credit, the Seattle chief of police, she did say, hey, you got to let us go in. You got to let us retake this precinct. You can't let this chaos happen. But when did it become acceptable for elected officials and their appointees to say, you know what? Defund the police, but you've got to protect us. Is that – who we are. Let's go to Jim Sano, uh, who's joining us. Jim, when did this start to happen? Like the constitution says you all get the same rights. You all get the same privileges. You get the same protections. Now we have this movement that says defund the police, but you know what? You've got to protect us. When did that happen? So we've had for the duration of the eight years that uh, Obama was on the scene, reasonables and unreasonables. The Obama logic, which is illogical, was to interpret the Constitution as to what it did not say so they can, in essence, go after the public, meaning the people that employed him, unfortunately, for things that were guaranteed by the Constitution. And when you allow anyone 
to teach that the color blue is actually yellow in first grade, by the time that individual gets to high school or junior high school, the color he's looking at, it may be blue to you and it may be blue to me, it's yellow to him. Very difficult to go backwards and try to deprogram the inaccurate information for accurate information. This has been a preamble from the beginning. You may remember in one or two of our conversations when we were together that I had said to you they're releasing prisoners uh, from jails under the Obama programs all over the country, and they're dropping them. The same with illegal aliens and dropping them into predominantly Republican districts. And I said to you, which is the normal way I portray this, is that they're loading and stacking the decks all over the country so that when the whistle blows, these people can react in a way that's animalistic because that's what they do. And uh, today, you're bearing the fruit, unfortunately, of that prediction. And this is part of the answer to your question. When you have that kind of an element who is dealing on the crime side of the equation, released back into the streets, they will normally be able to react a lot quicker and with more vengeance than the poor guy, the innocent, logical, uh, civilized individual that makes up most of our country. And that hesitation, as the phrase goes, those who hesitate are lost. That's why they can carjack your car, they can burn down buildings, they can rip apart statues, because what they do instinctively is uncivilized. And they do that just as we react in a civilized manner. And unfortunately, we're giving a lot of lip service to these uncivilized and unreasonable people, it's trying to bring them back to a constitution that they don't believe in in the first place. So as a result, you have a war. You have a tug of war. Those of us who are civilized versus those of us who are not. And unfortunately, words don't usually stop on civilized situations. But if I may, on your comment before I came on with the Bundy case, I'm glad to see that they're exonerated. And my question to you from a legal point of view out there, I don't know the statutes, but would they not be able to sue the government to recoup all their legal fees? Yeah, yeah, they they can sue for not only legal fees but uh, wrongful imprisonment. I mean, these most people when their case is pending, especially when it's not a criminal trial, uh, they're allowed to roam free, right? There's certain restrictions, but with the Bundys, they put them into uh, awful restrictive conditions. I'm talking about cavity searches, you know, when they would come back from the court and in handcuffs. Brian, they were they were forced to wear handcuffs in court, weren't they? Like, were they shackled? Yeah, Brian's... Yeah, when they were... And, and so all that, they're entitled to compensation for, but I will tell you, I, I don't know uh, what this family will do, but I think, you know, uh, it's been how long, Brian? Ten years? Eight years? How long, long has time. this... Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. I think they should have the option to even get a, uh, a uh, 10 times or 20 times the damages. I think in most states you do have that capability. You would know better than I. But I think the investment in time and money that those poor folks were subjected to by unreasonables under the jurisdiction of the Obama camp, which bears in mind everything I just said previously, I think they should go and make them pay a price. I mean, that's my opinion. I just wanted to touch on that. I didn't want to take up the whole timeline, but I did want to touch on that. I'm glad they're exonerated. Well, Jim, I just because you brought it, I have to tell you, there is a piece of me that died in that courthouse when you 
hear a federal judge excoriate the prosecution for failing to reveal evidence that they're obligated to turn over. Like that doesn't happen in the America that I have in my heart and in my head, right? It's, hey, we're going to make this a fair fight and everybody's got to play by the rules. And when the referee, like in this case, the prosecution doesn't do that, that that was tough. That was tough to, to see firsthand. But uh, thank you for saying that, and uh, good luck to the Bundys. Uh, we have about a minute and a half left, Jim. I want to ask you this. The president, you know, all this bad news. There have been several polls that have come out in this last week showing the president uh, tied or actually beating Joe Biden in these uh, competitive states, in these toss-up states. My question to you what do you think is the best thing that could happen to the president in the next two months to to, to push him back into re-election? The reasonable people, going back to that format we just talked about, in this country, without, with no doubt about it, outnumber the unreasonables in every respect, in every walk of life, and in every age group, will, as I said before, uh, walk into the voting booth knowing a guy that speaks from his heart, a guy that's got red, white, and blue for blood in his veins, as do most of us, and who is realistically attacking the problems one by one. And he's doing a fantastic job. You know, it's, uh, it's a tough deal when you're trying to climb Mount Everest. But once you get past halfway, you only got halfway to go. And in reality, I think we're at that point. And it bears in mind, I must say this every time we talk to your listening uh, folks, you have to vote in person. You have to stop what you're doing, doing and go out and spend an hour and, inv- and vote your mind in person. Don't let anybody talk into mail-in voting. That's a real probable problem that's going to come back to bite you and destroy your capability of the vote counting. And once you do that, I stay with the prediction that the largest landslide in American history is about to be upon us. For and that... Now. And Jim, that will be the final word of the show. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on K Talk, 1640 AM. Remember, get right with God, be kind. Stay tuned. Brian Hyde up next. <laughs> 